Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. After crushing the enemy incursion into New Haven, the Coterie had more battles to face. Doris began making a reverse bloodstone to find Dylan Zane. Val told Everett about Will's desire to become kindred. Evangeline lost control during a press conference and frightened the reporters. And Everett received an invitation to parlay with the Neo Note Nostra in Calgary. But is it wise to meet with the mysterious informant beforehand? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. You are all in the central chamber of the sheriff's department, and Dr. Kate Holloway has just arrived telling you that Stella Carson is dying and the town is running out of blood. I'm imagining this might not be a conversation you just have standing around. Would you sit at desks? Would you take her into the like interrogation slash briefing room because you only have one room? Uh, where would you want to have these conversations? We don't have a room with couch, with a couch or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No. I'd say you have at least a wooden bench in this general holding area because it's your office is the holding area, the front desk, and the phone room. Yeah, I, th- I think Everett would uh, usher uh, her and uh, everyone else into the that same room where we uh, reviewed like security footage and, and stuff like mm. that. Just like like an offshoot room where we sit down and do briefings a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, it, it it can be used as the interrogation room, but it would be generally set up for actual office use. You don't do a lot of interrogations, as we've yeah. noted. You tend to murder and or eat people, <laughs> and then you're, you've done your job. They're dead, so you don't really need to talk to them. Uh, you go in. You've got chairs around a small table. We'll think of it like the 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 room in the office. It just has a table when you need a table, and it doesn't when you don't. Right. Uh, and Dr. Kate starts to explain General Hospital is falling apart. Uh, it, it turns out we all knew Nurse Stella Carson was the person keeping it all together. Uh, we just didn't realize exactly how much. So it turns out Percival Smith, uh, who was sent as the rep from uh, DeSanti, is an idiot. Uh, to, to like a, a self-obsessed, sits on his email, says he's doing a great job, but the few things he was taking credit for, Stella was also doing. So we're starting to have equipment failures. Uh, we are all of a sudden well, much more understaffed because well, she's Well, I not- mean, wait, hang on a sec. I mean, Stella wasn't fixing the equipment herself, was she? Well, it turned out Stella wasn't doing the equipment herself, but she was proactively ordering replacement parts for Ugh. Percival. Uh, and then she also was the one who could get the repair people to like work some extra hours to keep things going. And apparently she found a way to smuggle in like two other mechanics from outside New Haven without them finding out there were vampires. So like, she's super good at what she does. And she is also definitely in a coma and dying. I do not know what the fuck was in those snakes, but what I can tell you is it's, it's taken her apart. We've tried every anti-venom we could find. We've even tried kindred vitae. And this snake venom just seems to mutate to deal with that. It's some kind of super venom. I don't know what it is. And she's starting to go. So this is really going to conflict with the next piece of bad news that I have. And I am acknowledging this. Uh, but I would really like you to make her into a vampire so we get her back. Well, that that can't be the only option left already, is it? 
Well, she's kind of dying, and we've had a couple of weeks to really try to figure out all of the other things. Uh, ghouling doesn't work. Traditional antivenoms don't work. We've tried just about every antibiotic we could theorize on. We're kind of out of options. So this is a she goes in a hole in the ground or you make oh. her into a vampire. And I apparently have to come ask permission from you to get, I guess, one of you to turn her into a vampire because I can't do it. I'd like to point out that what you're suggesting is highly immoral, Kate. Considering we don't know if she wanted to be a vampire, that's not something that you should teach taken like me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really taking it lightly. It's just, do you want your blood bank to fail? I can't help but wonder if there is somebody who has her particular set of skills. I myself can convince people to give us blood. Well, I've seen people turn into vampires against their will and they come back quite angry. Well, I've seen this thing that's done like people in deep comas and they can like hook like electrodes up and they like ask them questions and their brain changes if it's like a yes or no. Can't we can't we do something like that? I mean, I can't really call an outside neurologist to come in and try to run an advanced level test in the vampire city without blowing the cover of the vampire city. Uh, Look, we could, tr I mean, do, you, you do blood magic, magic blood, whatever. Doris, do, do you have a way to like look inside somebody's mind and be like, hey, want to be a vampire? Or fix them. Uh, do I? Do I have a way of, like, uh, altering this person's blood or trying to figure out w how to help her? Uh, you could always take a look. Uh, odds are, if it's something that's already eaten into and destroyed uh, Kindred Vitae, you don't actually know what you can really throw into the mix that will solve the problem necessarily, but you could check that out. Uh, when it comes to mind stuff, I don't think you actually have the ability to read minds. No. You Mm, no, I don't. Could theoretically try to implant the suggestion that she wants to be a vampire, but you're also a consensualist, so I don't think that would work Ugh. for you. No. Yeah. Um, I'd be happy to take a look at your blood, but I cannot read a person's mind. I can convince people to do things, but um, that's outside of my purview and perhaps should be. I don't think I'd like to read any of your minds. All right, okay. well, if she's going to fucking die anyway... We can turn her, and if she fucking hates it, then kill her. It's the same fucking difference. Well. Yeah, I mean, at least until we can find an adequate replacement. This uh, Percival Smith, he's not, he's not pulling his weight. No, he's, I, let's be honest. He's clearly a corporate rep who was so bad, they sent him to the fake hospital in the middle of nowhere that they can't talk about. So I think they just sent us a reject. We just got a dud. Perhaps we could convince Percival to step up and bring in blood from the outside. If he doesn't have threats. the skill base to get the job done, if he was sent here because he's a problem elsewhere or useless elsewhere, I don't know if it's a matter of convincing yeah, and there's kind of a certain amount of stupid where you're like, do you want this person to try to take charge? And I don't Oof. know if that's going to help us. We could throw another friendship festival to gain blood. No, no more. Wait, <laughs> what? What do, you, what do you mean? What? No more friendship festivals. Not now. Be like, that's got to hey, be humans, annual. At remember most. how? Remember how we were all friends? Now give us your blood. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, this is kind of a good moment to segue into the other problem, which is we're running out of blood from the townsfolk. 
Let me get out my notes with my detailed numbers to be able to explain <laughs> this to you. Because I have all the stats on this town. So, as you may or may not know, when the city was founded, New Haven was intended to have 100 vampires total. 104, including your department. So it'd be an equal spread. Everybody be fine. Stuff can move around. But then there was surplus population to be able to guarantee that every vampire has as much blood as they need all the time. The problem is, since the assassination of Cleopatra, we went from 100 vampires to, at this point, uh, 171 vampires. Which, as you can imagine, is kind of pushing the limits of things. Uh, why, why are we just... Why, oh, my gosh. So the challenge uh. is that... Um, so so we we have a hundred we had a hundred and seventy one vampires, and then our new effective prince sent us twenty one tremere vampires. So we are now at a uh, hundred and ninety two vampires. And the magic number is right about that for us to be at substance level living. Uh, I mean, we have six units of blood per week. Per vampire, which means nobody can use their skills. Nobody can get hurt and use extra blood to heal. If we want to keep everybody topped up, we're basically at functional rations. Only, for some reason, we have people coming in from all over town who pass out and apparently have already been shorted on blood. And I want to be clear, all 14,000 residents of New Haven are in rotation. I do not know where the blood is going. I just know we're already tapped out and now shit's missing and we are into the reserves. So on top of the extra people here, like the extra kindred here, we're having people stealing the blood supply. Oh, I, that would be a fair estimate based on the current situation. This sounds like something Dylan Zane would do. Doctor, could you provide us either now or in the very near future a breakdown of how blood gets from citizens to the hospital to kindred? Yes, yes. So it's a simple process. Everyone is required to come into the hospital to donate blood. We track that ourselves, and then it's divvied out, much like you have. In, I mean, most of you live here, but for those of you who live at home, Val, uh, uh, Evie, uh, you, everyone has blood that they is delivered to them that they is kept as kind of a home stock, a way to just keep themselves going. And then we have reserves for times of great crisis. If there's a medical, you know, a vampire gets hit by a car, we can heal them up, keep that going, and we keep you guys pretty fueled. And then there are vampires come in and donate a certain amount of blood that we track that we can use for medical needs for the townsfolk. So we can ghoul the really old people. We keep your ghouls functioning in the department. And if someone's injured in town or has a serious injury, we can give them Vitae to get them through it. And we track enough of that to try to make sure that nobody gets, you know, blood bonded on the mortal side of things. So uh, we know where once it arrives in general hospital, we know where the blood is going. The problem is right now we're not it's not getting to us. Somebody's interrupting the supply chain before people come in to the hospital. Before people come in and people come into the hospital to give blood or people giving blood elsewhere and it's supposed to arrive. People come into the hospital to give blood. It's a small enough town. Also, uh, whoever founded this place was paranoid enough to be like, let's keep this in one place to try to re reduce skim. Right, right. And so something is keeping from people, keeping people from coming in then? People, people are aren't coming showing in up. functionally already drained of blood. So, so someone's hunting them. 
possibly someone stealing from them. Uh, someone's bribing a, what, them. What's it called? What is it called? Them. Cleavers? Is that what they're called? People who like sneak into people's houses at night and. Okay, I would rather not be a part of this conversation because that's starting to creep <sighs> me out right now. But it, blood supply problems. I'm happy to help with that investigation. Also, I'm aware that means we probably shouldn't be making more vampires right now, but we're having other blood supply problems, and I'd really like you to turn Stella Carson. Those yeah. are our two things. All right. Well, I'd like our uh, resident blood magic user to take a look at her. It sounds like we've explored all the scientific methods and the, I don't know, the, the kindred scientific methods, but they're, they're a new methods that uh fascinate me that officer barbara here is is capable of implementing that may provide us some additional information or answers or alternate solutions however i will take your request to turn uh stella carson very seriously okay uh do you want me to take you guys to the hospital and you can look at i don't know files or whatever on blood and doris can check out stella yeah, I wouldn't mind investigating the hospital as well to get an idea of what's going on with these people who show up drained, as you're saying. Yeah, do we have a list of people who are showing up drained? Is it the same people all the time? Is it random? Yeah, I've, I've got all the paperwork okay. so you can... I, again, I only identified yeah. this problem and... It, honestly, we probably wouldn't have even noticed if the Tremere hadn't bumped the number up in the town. Like, it's not enough... Yeah. That it would have been tracked before. People could just give slightly more. A couple of people faint. We're not worried about it. The challenge is now we're trying to hit max on every mortal that comes in. Right. And the extra Tremere. Looking over at Doris. Um, those are your uh, your friends coming into town, is it? They, hmm. A loose interpretation of the word friend, but I believe I know what you're talking about. Yes. Right. As if we needed another reason to run them out. Yeah, we've been kind of ignoring that one for a while, but mm -hmm. triage here. We got to get to the hospital. We got to see what's going on with Carson. We got to see what's going on with the blood supply. But yes, Officer Barbara, something must be done. This is just the kind of thing that Dylan Zane would pull in order to convince me to leave with him. He would blackmail the town by draining people to make the town bad? Thank you, Doctor. We'll be seeing you at the hospital shortly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I prefer that. Uh, and she just pieces out. She She's gone. All right. Well, we're heading over to the hospital today, I can tell you that much. But I don't know uh, quite what to do about this pyramid. It seems like violent action against them would upset the whole ecosystem here. But, I mean, something must be done. They're harassing Officer Barbara. They came to the the festival. The way I'm assuming I see their it, tactics are only going to escalate as time goes on. There are really only three options that we have. I leave with them. We kill them, or we give them a better deal than me. What would a better deal than you look like? I don't know yet. Well, they want you because there's an an oath or something that you broke, is that right? I did, and I'd do it again. Can you tell us more about 
why you did that and what typically happens to those who break their oaths in the pyramid? It's more, once you join the pyramid, you're not supposed to leave. It's as simple as that, I'm afraid. And I left because I wanted my freedom. Why did you join? I was very, well, mentally young. Mentally and that's young. what you do. <laughs> that's what you do when that's what's always been done. But it's a sinister organization and I wanted no part of it. And I saw brighter futures on my horizon, so I left. And that got their knickers in a twist. All right. So do you think there it's possible for there to be something of more value than the principle of having a member return? I think so. I think he's a very egotistical man. And I think that there's a possibility that the grass could be greener on the other side, me being the grass, but not the nice grass, the yellow grass. Uh... You're, you're losing me. Um, Miller, Clark, options, what do you think? Well, the only fucking reason they're here is because Tostarosa said they could be, so if you can hash it out with him or somehow right. fucking a victim, short of killing them all, that's the only other fucking thing you could do. Leverage another kind of big bad power in the town? That makes sense. What do you think, Officer Clark? I, I don't know enough about all this stuff. Like, Yeah, you and me both. All right, well, we're wasting time. We got to head over to the hospital. We'll think on that Tostarosa angle. Officer Barbara, think on, uh, I don't know, a tastier bait for them to take. Then mm. coming for you. I'll do some readings. And you all make your way over to General Hospital. Hi, it's Sam Buttwise. I have some additional demands. In addition to the six you've already heard, one of the others I have is that you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice and subscribe. You can subscribe at a number of different levels and support the people that make this show. For example, for $15 a month, you get to name NPCs that appear in our series, causing Tom, Brian, and the players to engage with names that they love, hate, or love to hate. I have no idea what they're referring to. You also get exclusive access to monthly tips, tricks, and traps videos, where the DMs slash GMs will answer your questions on how best to run and or play games. Every now and again, we include votes at this tier where you get to decide the future of the shows. So go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and subscribe today. I think it's one of my more reasonable demands. I'll let you know if I have more. I'm imagining you take two squad cars with there being four of you. I don't picture you all piling into one car and less necessary. Otherwise, who gets the backseat where you get locked in like a criminal? Um, oh, oh, no, I take the trunk. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so you guys head over to General Hospital. When you arrive, uh, 
Gorbong is at the front as always, just huge and overly muscular as ever. Uh, and you stroll through and you are seeing that things are a little run down. You're seeing a lot of machines that have labels across them that just say out of order or awaiting repair. Uh, it's just a lot of flawed things. Not so much that the hospital isn't functioning currently, but you could see that should the ratio of the effectiveness of your last visit here versus this visit here continue, you're going to have a real problem uh, in the next couple of weeks. And you are brought to Stella Carson's room. Uh, when you arrive, it is a bit unsettling for all of you. Uh, it looks like something has been eating Stella Carson from the inside. Uh, she is unconscious. She is intubated. She has the life support monitors with the heart. It is breathing for her. And she is tremendously gaunt, which is very unsettling for what is otherwise a very pleasant lady with, you know, a little pink hair. She loves tea. She loves knitting. She's just kind of nice and has everything set up for everybody. But in this case, she's clearly wasting away and visibly and all of you can almost smell with your vampiric senses that yes, she is close to the end. Uh, Dr. Kate Holloway arrives and just says, all right, so I got some blood. We can't take too much from her because eh, she just points uh, and she gives a, a vial full of blood to you, Doris. Right. Do you need like a, a lab or a, a table or oh, I don't know how magic works. Where have I done my blood like um because i'm thinking i'm looking through my skills and stuff like what do you want would i be doing taste of blood or taste like of, taste of blood would or let you ingest some poison that hurts vampires so right. i don't know if you want to do that one okay um we're kind of calvin balling it so the question is like how does doris want to try to learn about this blood and then we can kind of go from there i mean i have sensed the unseen Yep, that's great. As an auspex um, skill, so I wonder if there's a way to combine the taste of blood and sense the unseen to see, like, if I can figure out what exactly um, this blood is up to. Great. I love that idea. What kind of ritual or ceremony or how, like, what does Doris need to make this work for her? Um, I, ooh, probably some candles in a table. Great. Um, so they, Kate gets one of those those side <laughs> tables that you see them wheel the meals on that like leans over Stella Carson. She just like has it there, cleans off the applesauce that's from another room that's just kind of on top of it because the janitorial staff are overworked currently. Who doesn't need and she's got that for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she has to hunt around for some candles. Uh, it takes her a little while and she ends up coming back with like two very different height candles. The one's burnt down, one's clearly from a birthday cake, but it's what was available in the hospital. Right. Is there anything else you need? Well, I've never done something like this before, so if there is something, I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Then she just stands there because you're all in Stella Carson's room. Should I turn up the lights? Does it make it better? Not unless you want to. And she leans over and turns out the lights and you realize she's standing in the corner with her eyes closed, like here to help, but does not actually want to understand what your magic is. Right. I'd love to understand what my magic is at this point. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so I'd like to combine. Yeah. Like she's going to try to combine these two skills. Um, Great. How many dots in aspects do you have and then the other skill is that based in blood sorcery it is and how many dots do you have in blood sorcery two two in both 
Uh, no, one in Auspects, two in Blood Sorcery. One, two. Okay, so let's use one die from that, and then I would take uh, Intelligence if you're trying to do a ritual, like you're going to mm-hmm. do something, kind of a mini ceremony, mm-hmm. or Wits if you're just going to kind of like stare into it and try to summon your like magical gut instinct. Oh, one gives me more dice, but I feel like this is more of a wits thing. Um, can I pull any dice from a cult blood magic in here or? Uh, how, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Throw an extra, an extra one in from there. So it'll balance it okay. up. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. All right. Let's see. Stella. What what is Doris doing to try to figure this out? Like, is it her staring at it? Is there a dance involved? Like, what does it look like for the other three people in the room whose eyes are open? I feel like she's dripped like a couple drops of blood into one candle and then drops of blood into another candle. And then she's like mixed them together. So she's like pouring wax from one Ooh, candle into the other candle? Like blood wax. Okay. It's, it's real gross. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like and then like... like Dripped it on the table <laughs> and is kind of now just like staring into this weird, gross blood wax thing. Yeah. So for everyone else, you've just watched her play with candles and then pour wax <laughs> on a table. <laughs> it does not look in any way magic to any of you. That's four successes. Four successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look into the blood, you can see that it has been ensorcelled in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. There are black, almost smoky uh, imprints of ghosts, almost a shadow of a, a sinuous shape around it. However, you can also feel from looking at it that there are other supernatural poisons built into this. It's not all sorcery. You might be able to tackle the sorcery, but clearly they've gotten some kind of venom from another kind of undead or immortal creature. Could be fae, could be werewolf, Ooh. could be basilisk, could be any number of monsters that you may or may not believe or are mm-hmm. aware exist in this world. Uh, you might be able to fight the magic part of the poison, but you're not going to win the battle. The other stuff right. will kill her just as readily. Right. Okay. Um, also, good job on the successes. If you got less, it would have been a lot more vague. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Then she'll look up and she'll just say, um, I'm afraid there are too many pieces to this puzzle for any of us to solve. Can you tell if turning her would even save her? Like, how potent is this snake bite? The poison has been manufactured by several different creatures. Not just blood sorcery, not just vampires. There's a lot of other things in here. Shiny things. Things that I've never encountered and you can't fight something that you've never met. Doris, could you roll me a wits and a blood, like occult blood magic? Uh huh. One, two, three, four. Success. Killing it with these successes. <laughs> uh, you, if you were to try to drain her by drinking her blood like a vampire and then turning her, it wouldn't work because you as a vampire would be ingesting those poisons and it could hurt you. Mm-hmm. However, if she was drained mechanically, which you can do in the hospital, that would get the blood out of her in a way that wouldn't pollute the Vitae inside what whoever was going to turn her. So it's like, let the machine take her to the point of death, and then somebody feed her blood, that'll turn her. 
Otherwise, one of you could drain her and then get really sick, and somebody else could be her sire. Oh, that would be theoretically yeah, possible. Yeah, they've got to have dialysis machines. Yeah. Right? Uh, those, from what Kate Holloway has said, don't filter out this poison, but they could definitely get oh. the blood out with something But yeah, like that's that what I'm saying, like, equivalent. to get yeah. the blood out and replace it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'll convey that. Um, although I fear that I must point out again that we don't know if this is what she wants. It just... would make me uncomfortable doing this against her will. But I am one person of this quadrant who gets to make these decisions. And thus, I cast my vote. Well, she's going to die if she doesn't get turned. And like Miller said, if she gets turned and is resentful about it, we can kill her anyway and... Try and make do without her. It's grim, but as far as I can tell, this is her only shot. Any volunteers? So there's one vote against the idea of turning her, one vote for the idea, and two people who have not weighed in. This is definitely the moment where everyone's looking around the room, figuring out where everybody else is at, so... (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Evangeline just kind of shrugs helplessly. I mean, I didn't want to be turned, but that was, I don't know, it was, that was different. Wasn't it? Clark, I'm giving you a voice here where, as a sheriff, I don't necessarily have to. You got to make a decision. Wait, Val, Val, what's your, what's your position? (laughs) The sheriff reiterated it. Just do it. She's dead anyway. Well, then, I don't know. I'll say no, and I'm making it even. I'm, you can't make me decide. That's not fair. (laughs) A tie has been achieved in the vote. (laughs) (laughs) Which means, Sheriff, you know deep in your core, Mm -hmm. you can either bring someone else in to vote, but you know Kate Holloway will just say do it. And Gorbong seems like a strong do it because you know Gorbong loved Stella. So the decision falls to you, Everett Fry, over whether or not to create another kindred. And you have a moment to think about Harv. The vampire that was made on your behalf, who is now on the run, apparently owing $10 million to Tostarosa or having to serve him for a century, who you tried to murder, eat, arrest. Yep. How much longer does she have, Doc, as is? I couple days at best and if something takes a turn for the worst she could go any second well before I make my decision let's look at this blood supply issue maybe uh, maybe if we drain her of all her blood we can pump her full of clean blood that matches her blood tap or something I know that would take a lot 
So I know we need to look into the supply issue, but that's yeah, that's I the kinda, last. I kind of already tried that. Uh, see, the challenge is if, if I take it all the way out without putting Vitae in at the end, she dies. There's no question. She's definitely vulnerable enough. I hate to be like, this is the deal, but you kind of no, got an all, option A, option B scenario. This is all good to know, Doctor. Thank you for, for tailing me. Can I open my eyes? Is the magic over? Yeah, yeah. We're going to need your help uh, with the dialysis machine here to drain her of her blood before, All right. before I change her. Okay, so you're going to be the vampire dad? Don't call it that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do the deed, yeah. Okay. So Kate Holloway goes off to collect a, a machine and set everything up for this. Now, it's very clear to the other three of you that Everett has never been a sire before. Now, Evangeline, obviously, you don't know anything about the siring process because no. you were just kind of attacked in the middle of the night. But Val and Doris, you have both been sired in more formal circumstances uh, and known other people who have been sires, who have had relationships with their sires. Uh, do you have any advice you want to give to Everett about this process and the first steps he is taking with his new essentially child uh, with an E at the well, end, according to vampire lore. Well, Everett during therapy told Val that he did turn someone into a vampire, the vampire hunter. Ah, there you go. So all Val would do, it would be to walk over to Everett and quietly just kind of pat a hand on his shoulder and say, <laughs> you're not a monster, Sheriff Fry. You're, you're a good man. And that's it. We'll see. Doris, you've objected to this idea from the beginning. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about whatever, everything that's happening here? I mean, I feel like she said her bit. Um, and she's not the one doing it. So, um, c'est la vie, life goes on or stops and then goes on again. And, uh, <laughs> Um, are, are there are there any quiet forms of protest she would make during? I think time she's of probably standing in the corner with her hat down over her eyes, but not objecting in any way, shape, or form beyond that. All right, Doctor Kate Holloway comes in uh, and hooks everything up to Stella. Just sets up one of those thicker IVs. It's further up uh, the arm, closer to the bicep, uh, and then turns on the machine and just says. Well, fuck, I hope this works. Uh, and it just starts pumping. You can hear uh, the sounds. You can see the giant blood tube on the side of it just filling up. Uh, that's that's glass. Let me know when you're done this description. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. You're going to be fine. That, put your headphones back on, Laura. This is, <laughs> this is a safe space. We're good. She gets drained. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Uh, and then Everett. You can see she is she has hit the limit, and the machine is dinging. Uh, and Kate Holloway just looks to you. Well, this is Tyler asking. If I remember correctly, it's um, you need to drain them. Yep, and um, feed the blood. And so she's being drained mechanically. So I need to feed her my correct. Blood. Okay, got. Um, Everyone, just say, uh, 
Dr. Holloway, uh, can you pass me a scalpel, please? She does. Just a small cut across the palm, hand over the mouth. Just wait. Wait uh, for the- signs of life in what will be a walking corpse. <laughs> the blood starts dripping into her mouth. Uh, and she is still unconscious and there is no change and there is no change. And then her face rises uh, and she starts sucking on your palm. And then her hands rise, even though her eyes are still closed and you can see no signs of actual consciousness. Rise up and grab your hand and your wrist. And then she bites into your hand and just starts really drawing as much blood as she can into her body. Uh She's still going. She's biting. She's chewing. It's painful. It's bad. And she's not stopping. Everett, what do you do? Um, I put my free hand on her like sternum and push her down into the bed and try to wrench my hand out of her grip. Great. I need a strength and athletics. Okay. I will also help with this. Should it come to it? (laughs) Yep. Extra die for Doris. Is, is anybody else going to help or participate? I mean, I will Bell just tell her. Too, yeah. yeah, I'll compel her if if to stop biting him if it comes to it. Her eyes are closed, but you can offer physical assistance. Right. Uh, oh, well, then no, I will not do that. <laughs> All righty. So yeah, sorry. you get one for Val. Okay, and I'm just adding another regular die for that? Uh, it's Val. Add two dice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Angelina or Doris will give you one on a physical check. If you got Val <laughs> yes. out with you, it's... You get like half, point, point five on <laughs> Doris for a physical check. Uh, four successes. All righty. You managed to pull your hand away uh, from her very hungry mouth, and she collapses backwards, and you all see her heartbeat just go to zero on the monitors. However, her skin turns pale and you can all, in that way that a predator can sense another predator, tell that it's taken. Whatever whatever unholy magic this involves, she has begun her steps down the path to darkness. However, she's still unconscious slash asleep. She just looks fuller than she did before. Everett, if you want to close up that wound on your hand, you're going to have to do a rouse check because it is much torn open. Well, given that I'm in a hospital, can I get just a more conventional way to staunch my blood yeah, from flowing? Yeah, you can get bandaged and- up. The, the, the wound will still remain until you do a, a rouse check to clear what we will say is one point of superficial damage. So just the I'll, single I'll, line through it. I'll take the... I'll take that, knowing that I need to have a clear head for investigating. Um, and I am a little peckish this evening, so I don't want to make it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the yeah. nice thing is they're not short on vampire blood. They got fucking more <laughs> vampires than they ever needed. So the only person who's not short on food in town is Everett. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I assume I probably need to worry about the optics of feeding on vampire blood anyway. So <laughs> I will... Uh, leave that for later. Um, so you, you have access to all of the files in the hospital. You have access to the patients in the building. You have Kate who's here who can walk you through whatever you need. Yeah. And you've got two weeks before you have to go to Calgary. So this is a time where all of you can kind of dive deeper into this investigation. How do you want to go about looking into this? When she walks you into the file room, it is a nightmare. Uh, it is all physical paper. There are boxes top to bottom. (laughs) She explains, uh, yeah, this is not great for a big investigation, but 
we can't record any of this digitally because then it could get hacked. So all of the paperwork in General Hospital is actual paperwork. Uh, just to make sure this does not bite me in the ass later, I've created another monster kind of thing. Can I ensure that um, Stella Carson is like secured and put in the ward where they send kindred that are frenzied and she is like locked down for her process? <laughs> yes, they will Super. absolutely I don't make need sure she is in like massacre the, the solitary in the confinement padded wall room. <laughs> She's strapped to the bed. <laughs> Uh, and Kate Holloway uh, agrees to essentially start giving her blood transfusions immediately so she won't wake up with that kind of, like, awesome. dark hunger of most vampires who then need to feed instantly. Mm-hmm. She's already started turning, so it's just feeding the beast in advance. So hopefully she wakes up and it won't be super jarring in the sense that many of you experienced. I will want to be notified when she is awake and, and able to speak. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Um Okay, so in regards to this insane archive of information, this is six months worth, approximately, I'm assuming, of just the city's history of medical information? Yep, as long as the town has existed. So some, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, somewhere between four to six months worth of medical records, tracking every time people appeared, tracking all of their general day-to-day experiences. In a shocking twist, the vampires don't give a shit about people's privacy. So you have access to everyone's medical records at all times in town. It's one of the agreements that happened. You also have everybody's intake information because they would have done health checks and all the other things on anyone who is moving into New Haven. It is a ton of info. All right. We're going to need a computer, not with any kind of external internet access or anything like that. I understand why you kept things incredibly analog here, but we're going to need some machine to collate all this data. Can you get us an old computer or just some computer with no internet? Ooh, an air gapped computer. That's what it's called. Thank you, Officer Clark. An air-gapped computer. Evangeline was so ready to be like a hardcore journalist. <laughs> Never <laughs> had mean, to use these skills, but knows it. <laughs> I can get you that. But what happens if it gets taken, if something... Ha- like, there's a reason we didn't just type it up in an air-gapped computer. I'm not ob- objecting. I'm just like, this was the rule from Cleopatra and then from Sheriff Cross. We're but gonna we're be using the computers? We're going to be using the computer to... Conduct our investigation, and then we're going to dispose of the information and the computer once we're done. So we go back to paper, but we're looking for a needle in a haystack right now. I need some kind of method to sort this out. I'll I'll go get the computers. You guys can start. Uh, And Kate Holloway leaves to go chase down some air-gapped computers, which you don't actually think is a huge ask for New Haven, knowing that a bunch of vampire leaders have definitely had to live in that marketplace. Like, it's not not that weird a request in this town. But mm-hmm. she's off to do that. So you are in this this small kind of cramped room, just packed to the rafters with boxes upon boxes of information. It's all labeled. It's not like, oh, you're going to get lost. Like, you can see the months. You can see it's sorted by name. Uh, it's just a lot of information. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to need all hands on deck on this, regardless of your aptitude or enthusiasm toward this kind of investigating. <sighs> My plan, as it stands, is to start with the most recent data, see who's coming in lacking, and then trace that back to see when that started happening. See if it's the same people. See if it's people from a certain neighborhood. See if it's people coming in at a certain time of day. 
any kind of commonalities you can find between the people that come in with nothing to give and when that started happening, where it started happening. And then so and once we, we find these, why. when we find these people, why don't we go talk to them? You're absolutely right, Officer Barber. That would be one of the next steps, too. But I want to have as much ammunition, so to speak, before we go and chat with them. Right. All right. Let's get started. The investigation begins. Uh, you all start digging through the massive amounts of paperwork. About an hour later, Kate Holloway comes back and delivers you the air-gapped laptops that you need to be able to research this moving forwards. You're, you're collating, you're going through, you're recording things, you're, you're building a database of a way to track all of this information moving forwards. And Everett, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Or and intelligence and investigation. Um, this is just your ability to perceive something. Just those uh, specific combinations? Uh, one or the other, yeah. I'll take uh, wits investigation since I'm Great. investigating. Yeah, that makes sense. That's your gut figuring out a thing about this investigation. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Wow. I rolled a lot of dice. And came up with shit. Uh, so <laughs> that's a one on a hunger die and a one on a regular die. And a six. Everything else is five or less. So Everett shits the bed once again, folks. You love to see it. <laughs> We're going to call that dusting off an oldie. One of his golden oldies. Oh, God. One of the hits. Oh, shit. I need to get you new dice. <laughs> These are new dice. These are oh, new no. Dice. So the first, the first night... Uh, of investigation, you begin building your database, you're all working forwards. Uh, the next night, the same thing, you continue. Again, 14,000 people, four months of medical records, it's all complicated, and a bunch of it is kind of, as it's in handwriting, uh, you're in a world of doctor and nurse handwriting. Don't you want to read 14,000 people's medical records handwritten by doctors? Uh, so, you're figuring this out <laughs> over time, but... On the fifth night that you are working through these elaborate files uh, and you are heading out, Everett, you realize that your computer was in a different place than it was the night before. And you go and you check the security tapes and you realize that the janitorial staff has been cleaning this room and had been looking at the records. And then you realize that the janitorial staff had left the door unlocked and that other people had had access, and you've realized that this is not a safe location. These computers are actually a tremendous threat to New Haven because if one walks out the door, it blows the doors off of the entire process. And before the rest of the team can stop you, you destroy the computers, forcing everyone to work off of just the paper plans. And just as the rest of the team are ready to confront you on this issue, there is a knock on the door. And Kate Holloway appears, looking very nervous, and says, uh, Stella's awake, and she'd like to talk to you. 
This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan Laplante at The Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers. Schrodinger's Pepper. Guy Edwards. Flea Unit. Madre de Gatos. Lady Maiden. Melissa Rain. Mithrian. Garbo Ape. And Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.